Jesus' name. And maybe midnight or midday, it's never early, never late. We gon' stand by what He made. With enough light to say, Help is, help is on the way. Round in the corner, help is on the way. Coming for you, help is on the way. Hey, hey. I think we got a different feeling for it. I've lived enough life to say, everybody, I've lived enough life to say, help is on the way. Help is on the way. Help is on the way. I've lived enough life to say, help is on the way. Okay, everybody does that. And then the next ones will be, help is on the way. Your hi-hats. So it's still low, it's still a, uh, kind of mellow for that first help is on the way. I'm going to do this sign for help is on the way because we sing it so many times. And when we get to rolling up your sleeves, I'm just going to do it like this. Okay. Rolling up your sleeves. Yeah. Alright. Y'all musicians sound great too. Okay. Let's start from the beginning. Any questions so far? Y'all sound good. Watch out, Toby. Never early, never late. He gon' stand by what he. 
and then I'm trying to think whatever. So we'll probably do that chorus back to back instead of going to that refrain. Because the moment we go back into help is on the way, help is on the way, help is on the way. That's where y'all learn. so far y'all are good y'all been listening okay let's start from the very beginning so when we hit that refrain after the chorus of the tag so after rolling up rolling up we'll do that chorus back to back because the moment i take you to that refrain it's kind of the end of the song unless we go back into it okay so start from the beginning y'all sound good musicians start at the parts of the chorus it may be midnight midday it's never early never late he gon' stand by what he plays i live 
when I'm, so we're at that vamp. Help is on the way. I guess I'm going to do like this. Not because we're going to flip parts, but we're about to flip into the churchy vibe. So we're going to help is on the way. Help is on the way. Help is on the way. He's coming. He's coming. Help is on the way. Help is on the way. He's coming. Help is on the way. He's coming. He's coming. Help is on the way. Help is on the way. Help is on. You're changing on that third. That third one. you want so this is when you see the flip and it's the only time you're gonna say he's coming he's coming he's coming he's coming okay so you're changing on that he's coming he's coming he's coming he's coming he's coming he's coming okay you're you're changing he's coming he's coming you go down he's coming he's coming okay sorry all right help is on the way and everybody's changing help is on the way help is on the way the third one changes he's coming he's coming
alcove. So I think that's what we were singing too. We should be really hot. No, I think I don't think we were singing that hot. I don't think it'll sound bad. Okay, so uh, the second part. We'll do it normal. Help is on the way. Okay. Help is on the way. That's that's what it was. Help is on the way. He's coming. He's coming. Help is on the way. Help is on the way. It's not the right. Help is on the way. Help is on the way. Help is on the way. There it is. Help is on the way. He's coming. He's coming. Help is on the way. Help is on the way. Just a little bit. Help is on the way. He's coming. He's coming. Help. And then we end it. Help is on the way. And that's the end. Okay. Yeah. Help is on the way. Help is on the way. Help is on the way. He's coming. He's coming. Help is on the way. Help is on the way. Help is on the way. He's coming. He's coming. It's just barely down. Well, it's I'm going chord down too I need far. to learn too because there's two F sharps on here. Oh, that that's fine. Them. Okay, we'll start from the beginning. Any questions before we start? Y'all sound good. The other two songs we're doing, y'all know. Okay. <clears throat> Stand by what he said. I'm with the 
it too high. That's right. Help is on the way. Help is on the way. Help is on the way. He's coming. He's coming. Help is on the way. Help is on the way. Help is on the way. He's coming. He's coming. So the... we don't go down. Sopranos, we're not going. Oh, we're going. first uh after verse one let's start that chorus okay. what is that are we saying rolling up his sleeves again in that what on his yes rolling so don't do the ooze on the so i pulled in on to his promise it's hard to get to the rolling up his sleeves again okay so uh i've seen my share of troubles but the lord ain't failed me yet stop your ooze there pulled in on to his promise he's rolling up his sleeves again said i've seen my the verse one that chorus and let's go through she it she has a it. question really quick okay so sterling says uh he's in the darkness he's in the cold just like the morning he always shows he always shows one thing I needed to go over. So let's go to that first chorus after verse one where unison, it may be midnight, midnight. 
to straight churchy mode. Instead of a Okay, so it gets choppy. When I give this sign, we're going to chop. Okay? Any questions about that? Okay, let's do, go over Rain Lord. Holy Spirit, Rain. Charlie, do you want to keep them? Um, y'all can keep them. Just make sure that you pick them up when we leave. Thank <laughs> you. 
so uh, let's go over Rainbow.
Pentecostal Church of Paris. How many of you are happy to be in the house of the Lord tonight? Amen. I don't have the announcement sheet tonight, but the one announcement that I do have is that right there is some of the simple steps to ushering in the Spirit of God. I love the, the lighthearted music and I, and I enjoy the fellowshipping before church. But right before, whenever we come into the house of God, the tone should already be set. The precedent should already be set. The agenda and the mindset that we're going to should already be in place. And that is, I'm going to see my Father. I'm going to draw from my source. I am going to the place of miracles. I am going to the place of worship. So what we just experienced there is something you can get used to from now on. And not in any derogatory or rude manner, but it's simply replacing fellowshipping, which we can still do after services, even even prior to service. But it's simply replacing that with ushering in the Spirit of God and setting the tone for what is about to take place in the house of God. And I'm looking at some prayer warriors, and I'm looking at some faithful servants of God. And so I don't think that's going to be a hard problem or a real big adjustment. Amen. So if you would stand with us and let's worship God. And let's give Him everything we've got.
Johnson, who is needing a healing, and there was a situation kind of recent. It's not a huge deal, but I plugged in my phone one night to go to bed, and then I woke up the next morning, and my phone wasn't charged, and it was frustrating because it looked right. I, I was like, "What's going on? Why is my phone not charged?" It was plugged in everything looks right and then I I diagnosed the problem and I looked and my charger wasn't plugged into the wall I was like it looked right the phone was in the right spot it was everything seemed right but in the morning my phone was dead and so there's times when we come to church yes I'm making this spiritual whenever you come to church it looks right and you're in the presence of God and everything looks right. But sometimes we leave and go into Monday and we're dead spiritually. And we think, what's going on? Why are we dead? We were in the right place. Everything looks right. And what we didn't do is plug into the source of energy. That it was there, but we weren't plugged in. And so tonight what we have to do is you're in the right place. You've got half the battle won. But all you have to do is say, God, I have a need. And I'm plugging into the source of my solution for this need, that I have something that I'm, I'm feeling drained, I'm feeling tired, I'm feeling sick, I'm feeling overwhelmed. God's saying, plug into me, and I will give you what you need tonight. And so what I want you to do is if you feel any source of attack on your mind, body, spirit, anything you are going through, the source is here to plug into tonight. And ministers are going to anoint you with oil and pray over you and with you and I believe that when Monday comes, or even before we leave this service tonight, your battery will not be dead, but you will be charged, you will be refueled, you will be rejuvenated, you will have what you need because the source is here tonight if you plug in. And so, Father, I thank you so much for your ability, your willingness.
darkness to move on us. And so God, I pray that we take advantage of what you have in store for us, that we don't walk out of here drained, we don't walk out of here dead, but God, we plug into you to receive what you have, to move on every body that's hurting tonight, to rejuvenate every spirit that's weary, to touch every mind, every family, whatever it is, God, let you be the answer and let us turn to you in Jesus' name. Amen.
throughout this house tonight let's just be conduits of it let's just let it flow through us openly whatever battles you're facing financially spiritually, emotionally let that peace overwhelm you let that peace captivate your heart in your mind and let his love surround his arms around you We'll have our ushers come for the tithe and the offering. I told the worship team this this morning. 
I believe that our church is prepped and ready for some things to take place. I don't want to even say miracles because I don't know what it is. But, but the atmosphere has shifted. In Paris, Texas, I'm sure it's across all of Paris, Texas, but specifically, I've only been in this church. The atmosphere has shifted. And I was able to get to go to Texas camp meeting with Pastor. And I know there was a few of his prayers that were directed towards this city. And I believe that those prayers will be met. Because God is already starting to change the atmosphere. And I've said that several times already, but that's because once an atmosphere shifts and changes, the surrounding abilities and areas cannot help but conform to the atmosphere. And so God has come through on His part and He's shifted the atmosphere. And now it is time for some children of God to rise up for some elders of God to rise up for some saints of God to rise up and to travail because it says in the good book when sons and daughters travail sons and daughters are born so it is now time for us to capitalize on the atmosphere that's been shifted and let's start to travail for some brothers for some sisters for some parents, for some daughters, for some sons, because I believe that a renewing of the Spirit is going to take place in Paris, Texas, not just in this church, but in all of Paris, Texas, and all of Lamar County. Let's worship God. Let's take this offering. Jesus, Lord, bless this congregation. Bless our minds. Bless our bodies. Lord, you've already given us the strength. Lord, give us the courage to go out in your will, boldly, faithfully, humbly, following you and you alone, Jesus. God, I pray your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven.
as you're seated, I want you to know that it is a true joy to be integrated with the one who put all this show together. And then for us, as the Bible says, sit together in heavenly places. And then to integrate the purposes of this particular assembly and articulate through this unification a positive power in a needy world. And, and so it's a, I can't really explain the thrill of working with people such as those that are here and those that are listening online and those that are thinking about making this a place for your future. And so tonight, it's a joy to come to you and share things <coughs> that I think are going to rev up your engine give you stronger willpower to make the right changes, turns on the road, and then to, <coughs> to experience what one of the greatest things that God showed me back in my younger evangelistic days. He said, I will make the high places low, the low places high, and the crooked places straight. Well, if you've noticed, he don't actually disappear those places. He just gives you the wisdom and knowledge to make it look like it's no big deal. When you've got the right horsepower going up a mountain, it's not a problem. When you have the right skill skiing down, it's not a problem. You just don't want your tires locked up coming down an icy slope. You want to make sure you got skis on. So it's a thrill to have knowledge. And he said, my people are gone into captivity because of a lack of knowledge. And then he said, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. And so it's good to learn and re-evaluate the things that are going on. Now, I am going to try to preach about two hours worth in about 30 minutes. So you're not going to have time to do much of anything except listen and shout. Maybe weep and rejoice because I am determined to elevate as quickly as possible and yet as understandably as possible the need of America and the possibility of America. And in our case, Lamar County is our America. You're probably not going to reach a whole lot further than that except for a few kinfolks and friends that you're in touch with on Facebook or social media of any other sort. So tonight, 
I am actually going to use notes to keep me from getting too far away from the straight and the narrow. So I want to turn to Ezekiel, the 16th chapter. And I want to read a little bit, and then we will move hurriedly as possible into some other scriptures and a few statements. And that hopefully while that is happening, you're allowing your spiritual battery to charge and your motivation for helping our city to become acute. Ezekiel, the 16th chapter, Behold, uh, 40, verse 49 and 50, Behold, this was the iniquity of thy sister Sodom. Pride, fullness of bread, and abundance of idleness was in her and her daughters. Neither did she strengthen the hand of the poor and the needy. And they were haughty and committed abomination before me. Therefore, I took them away as I saw good. Presented in those few short words is the realization that Sodom had lost its focus on its future. Took great advantage of the things that were available, but never really got involved in the pursuit of loving their neighbor as themselves. They just loved themselves. They afforded themselves all the luxury they could. So based upon the two main scriptures of God, love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. He adds to that, crucify the flesh, because it won't be that easy to do and to fulfill the two laws of the spirit of the king. And so in my studies and looking at the things at hand, it becomes an imperative that we seek first the kingdom of God. Loving the Lord thy God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And loving our neighbor as ourselves. Coming to church to renew our consecration and commitment. Prayer constantly. Bible said pray without ceasing. That doesn't mean you're travailing incessantly. Doesn't mean you're crying out like we would in the prayer closet, but it's staying in touch as you love your neighbor and as you sense God's nearness and you know that God is with you and looking for you and helping with you. And, and so as you love your neighbor, you reach out with his wisdom and his sacrificial care and 
forgiving them before they ever ask. That's what did it for me at the altar. He forgave me before I ever got there. And I knew that I could take advantage of it at the altar. So they became less than evangelistic. Their importance in our life cannot afford to be overlooked. Poor is pitiful, but nothing compared to being lost and going to hell. Illiterate and uneducated is a strain, but nothing like going to hell. Rejected and bound is a nightmare, but the horror of hell cannot be illustrated well enough by Pastor Meyer and others. Rejected is a horrible feeling. To not be a part of the in crowd is strenuous, but to be an outcast with no hope of ever changing at all. No new words, no new inflections will be given in that horrible abyss of restrictions and never another freedom place. I want hell to look exactly like it is. I want to say it like it is. I am not here to cause you to feel bad. I am here to cause you to feel good because you're out of hell. You're not in hell. You may smell hell. You may sense hell. You may see people in hell. You may experience people in hell. But those people that have not God still have a chance because you're the light of the world. You are the hope of this city. You are the hope of this county. We are the hope of this county. Ladies and gentlemen, it ought to terrify us to think that our neighbors are on their way to hell if they're not living in the kingdom of God. We're pray- we ought to be praying and travailing as we move into the day. And as we close the day, there ought to be something about us that it says, look, he set me free. He gave me a future. He opened a door and I walked through it. He gave me light and I now no longer live in darkness. I'm aware that I have a hope that is beyond the grave and I joyfully shout unto the Lord with a voice of triumph and praise his name and I gladly conquer my flesh so that they see modesty and beauty and glory. It is without a doubt one minute in hell and one will realize that nothing would have been too high of a price to pay for salvation. What kind of price is it to turn from darkness to light and walk in the light and live in the light and glorify the King in the light and have fellowship with angels and the glory of the future? 
What is the price that would be too high to live in that category? And what kind of price is it that nothing will be enjoyable in hell? Nothing. There will be no ice slopes to ski down. There will be no hope of a Christmas season. There will be no joy of November Thanksgiving era. Ladies and gentlemen, what kind of price is it for the church to travail for our neighbors? What kind of price is it for us to have the glory of an overflow relationship with God until the wells are full in flowing through the corridors of the workplaces and the corridors of the visitations and the corridors of experiences. Ladies and gentlemen, this is epic that we are chosen of God to live in the kingdom of God and to have a hope beyond the world. I'm going to heaven, going to go there when I die. I'm going to heaven in the sweet, sweet by and by. It ought to be sung with heart. It ought to be sung with joy. It ought to be sung with realization. He called me out. I wish somebody stand and praise him like he deserves it. You're not praising pastor. You're not praising the preaching. You're praising the Savior. The very word hell is used to make people feel worse. It is something that people try to get rid of when they are hurting, when they've been damned, when they have been confused. They use the word because it's significantly painful it has no comfort it has no real strength using it to curse using it in general profanity however you will find nothing about it that emotionally and intellectually satisfies the thoughts about heaven will become dominant. I wish I would have. I wish I'd have made them a, a change. I wish I'd have listened a little closer. I wish it, I would have given more thought to it. I wish I would have turned around quicker. I will become, it will become more thrilling than anything to just think about it, that you had the chance. But as quick as you think it, the damnation will start. You will get bored. Wait until the routine is obvious. Pain, more pain. You have never in your life screamed as you will scream in hell. 
I'm not just talking to you. I am talking for you because you're going to go from this place tonight with a whole different positive attitude about your relationship of the foundation of the blood, the word, and the power of the Holy Ghost and a heaven that angels are going to sing you to victory every day. I don't know exactly how all it will work, but you're still going to be maintaining a level of victory just as Christ does right now. It is from everlasting to everlasting that you will be synchronized with the one who runs runs the show now, but you will be participating. I don't know if it will be new dominions and new worlds and new conquest of whatever. I just know this, that it's a constant overcoming. And you see it in the book of Revelation, and we'll get there a little quicker in a minute. But I want us to realize that our friends are in spiritual poverty. No matter how much money they have, no matter how big their house is, no matter how affluent they are with votes for whatever they want to be, I'm here to tell you all that's coming to an end. And then at that end of that moment, there will never be another Robert Meyer preaching in the Paris pulpit. There will never be a you that go into that prayer room and coming in here and saying come on let's get it together let's pull together let's pray together let's shout together let's rejoice together let's perform the work of God together let's go into the highways and the byways and the hedges and let's take the gospel to the whole city and the community let's fill this place with the doctrine he set me free he's got all power in heaven and in earth he's got the liberty to give us liberty. He's got the glory to give us glory. You don't have to go to bed tonight wondering. If you have one question about your own life, all you have to do is give him a heads up. I failed to do something. And he said, if you'll repent, you're forgiven that quick. You're on your way to heaven. You wouldn't be here if you wasn't on your way to heaven. You would not be here if you didn't have faith in God. You wouldn't be here if you didn't have faith in the preaching of the word. You wouldn't be here if you didn't have faith in the praising and the glory that is coming around here. Ladies and gentlemen, hell is located at the end of Freedom Avenue. Hell is located at the end of I don't have to listen to anybody. Hell hides just around the corner of the thrilling speed right right of highs that come falsely through alcohol, drugs, and promiscuous sex. That's all so temporary. And then it leaves us guilty and shamed. Oh, friend of mine, we're not here just to have a group. We're not here just to sing. We're trying to get them out of hell. We don't want them to go to hell. I'm not going to let them go to hell. They're going to have to get past a lot of preaching. They're going to have to get past a lot of singing. They're going to have to get past a lot of shouting and dancing. We're not letting our community go to hell easy. We're going to make it tough. 
we care. I wish somebody would stand up and shout, I'm going to make whatever I can happen so that my neighbors don't go to hell. I don't want my kin folks going to hell. I don't want anybody in my community going to hell. God, God, I plead the blood. I plead the wisdom. I plead the glory. I plead the victory. Uh, hallelujah. 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 As you're seated, the people who made fun of this type of preaching will long for one more time. Would you send Pastor Meyer one more time to preach that message and give me one more day on earth to make a new decision? Would you give me one of those young people again and let them look at me and say, would you like to come to Calvary? That would be it, friend. I'm here to tell you what's going to happen. When you talk about the Luke 16 and the rich man in hell, he reaches for the highest that man can have offer and that is to have a lot of stuff in this world but that stuff didn't help him the man in hell could communicate with heaven but he couldn't get out of hell I'm here to tell you you can get out you can get free you can walk out hell is just around the corner at porn shops advertisements that get our blood boiling for a taste of more of this sinful nature called flesh. The people who made fun of this type of preaching will long one more time 5075 Luke 286 to open its doors and say we're going to have a night of revival we're going to have a night of prayer we're going to pray with you that somehow that would be heavenly places where all of a sudden hope comes back alive where all of a sudden faith begins to reach out and there's unfortunately calloused hearts cannot tell the difference between a lie and truth oh my god the people who have no time who had no time to pray and seek god would push every calendar off of their desk they would never look at a clock they would just say now is the time to reach the lost my suggestion at this is that this message be allowed a special place. And I wrote all this out because I don't want it to be misread. That this message be allowed a special place in your life so that you always make good decisions about all that you are and all that you do. God is not looking for one reason to allow you to go to hell. He's looking for one reason in a way to preach and reach to allow you to taste it a little early 
So you know you don't want that life. And allow you to see others who have tasted it. They tried adultery. They tried drugs. They tried lying. They tried cheating. They tried getting rid of God. They tried it all. Thousands of dollars were spent to have this one service ready. I've been here for 40 years. Thousands of dollars have come through this building alone to try to keep people from going to hell. I'm not quitting. I'm not giving up. I see a ray of light. I see a ray of hope. I see a ray of victory. I see a people that are ready to put their hands to the plow and sow and then let God give the increase. Philippians, the first chapter, verse 14. Many of the brethren in the Lord, waxing confident by my bonds, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. That's the true joy of having the Holy Ghost. Paul is writing from prison, but the prison don't hold his brain hostage. The prison prison hasn't caused his heart to fail. The prison hasn't reduced his inquiry about the world that he knows is forever settled. And that is heavenly places. He said, I can handle the stripes. I can handle the bars. I just can't handle going to hell. I can shout in a prison. I can testify in the prison. I can preach in the prison. And that's what we catch him doing to the church at Philippi. Some indeed preach Christ of envy and strife. Some also of goodwill. The one preach Christ of contention, not sincerely, supposing to add affliction to my bonds. The other of love, knowing that I am set for the defense of the gospel. I want to read that one again, and what I'm going to say it slow, but would you read it with me? The other of love. The other of love. Knowing that I am set for the defense of the gospel. In other words, I am not going to offend anybody with it, but anybody that comes to me and tries to shove me around, they're going to have a hard time. I'm set for the defense of the gospel. I'm ready to die for the defense of the gospel. You can lock me up. You can act like you don't like me, but I'm set for the defense of the gospel. I love this Holy Ghost and fire. I love righteous living I love overcoming devils I love reaching the lost I love it I'm set for the defense because he said I tell you what I lived in hell I was treated like hell 
I'd make others experience hell. But he said, here's what happened to me. One day I was walking down a road and a light shone about me. And when I saw the light, when I saw the light, I no longer wanted to wander in darkness and sin and in shame. I was ready to be put in a jail because I could take God to jail with me. I was ready to suffer loss because I knew he was a restorer. I could suffer privation because I never, I knew I never would be alone. He would come. He's a comforter. He's a restorer. Storer. He is a power source. He is everything about saving. I'm here to tell you if you've got the Holy Ghost and you've got a sure, a sure faith in him, I'm here to tell you it's one of the most wonderful things in the world to shout and say, God, I thank you. I praise you. I magnify your name. It's not hard for me to praise a God like you. I don't somebody just go ahead and stand up and praise him a little bit. Hallelujah. There's something breaking loose in Paris. There's a decision being made in Paris. Go ahead and let the Holy Ghost love God through you right now. Let the Spirit of the Lord raise you up. You're never going to regret dressing godly. You're never going to regret praising God. Go ahead and be seated if you will. You're never going to regret shouting and being made fun of. You're never going to regret it. I'm here to tell you that walking streets of gold is not my honor. I, I don't mind the idea, but that's not why I want to go to heaven. I want to go to heaven because I'll be free forever. I will go to heaven because I will be in victory forever. When I go to heaven, I will have a heart and mind that's forever peaceful and joyful and wonderful. I'm here to tell you, you're going to live forever somewhere and I don't want to go to hell and I don't want anybody else to go to hell I'm going to preach hell hot, hell forever and I'm going to preach heaven an option that you can't afford to miss I'm here to tell you the blood's enough and the name is authority and the glory of the Holy Ghost in you is Christ ladies and gentlemen let's look a little further Musicians are getting ready to come. I can't even hardly read my own typing. My heart is so full. I just tell you the honest truth. I can't hardly believe that Robert Meyer is in such a wonderful position with God. Doesn't mean I think I'm perfect. It's just that the position I'm in, I see more gravity. I see more future. I see more glory. I don't deserve that. But he set me free. 
He broke the bonds of prison for me. Know what it's like to go to bed and wonder if God come. I know what it's like to live close to the preacher and not serve the God. I know. And I can hardly believe how wonderful it is to be able, sweetheart, to look at you and watch you girls and you guys, watch you grow up. And not just grow up. You don't look that bad either. To watch you grow up and have a taste for this God thing. I don't know if y'all realize that God has given us a youth pastor that has preached some of the most awesome messages. The fact that he's my grandson-in-law is no big deal. But the fact that he loves Jesus and many of you made it possible because you kept this church alive when he had some temptations. You kept this church functioning. And look at him today. As they would say, in Branson, what a specimen. What a God. Look at your neighbor. Look at your neighbor. They could have been anywhere tonight. But God is able to secure thee. He called you out. He forgave all of your sins. Don't you go to bed tonight and let the devil make you sleep on top of some history. You tell him, I, if you want to take care of anything of my past, go get under the blood and you might find something there. But I have no regrets. I, I can shout. I can rejoice. Brother Aaron, we're so glad to see you and your wife. Can y'all still hug each other in public? No, stand up like an act like it's really exciting. Don't you love those people? Don't you know that hell would have liked to have swallowed them up? Don't you know that there was opportunity for hell to destroy? A daddy that left early. All kind of weird feelings. Situations in your life. The devil tried to do you in. Does it feel good tonight to know I'm on a stairway to heaven tonight? I'm on a stairway to heaven tonight. Hallelujah. He set me free. This altar's open for prayer warriors, for people that don't have the Holy Ghost. That people want to renew their experience with Him. Maybe somebody just wants to come travail and you can have the rest of the notes if you would like sometime. Dying is not a bad deal when you're in Christ Jesus, a new creation.
You are the truth. 
Across this country, sing it. That's it. You can join three if you want to, but at least two. We're walking out of here in covenant. We're walking out of here in the name of Jesus with the power, the wisdom. (laughs) 